0: Ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary, welcome to Trope Trophies with your hosts, me, Daddy, and Stephanie. Stephanie and I will be exploring tropes that will pinning two characters or stories against each other. We will give a brief summary of the trope, then we will have three rounds to prove to you, the listener, that our character should be the winner. Super important to mention, this podcast is filled with spoilers, so if you're interested in any of these characters or stories mentioned in this podcast, pause the episode and please go watch Brother Bear on Disney and watch a watch playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, without further ado, this week's trope is Youngest Sibling Always Wins.
1: Listeners, I just want to say that what is funny about this whole trope is it was not Jotty who picked it. It was me. I picked it. The oldest sibling picked this trope. Obviously, there's something
0: that needs to be questioned about my insanity. And also a truth of the matter. Any younger siblings out here winning in life? Put your hands up. Hey, that's me. That's me. Okay, other of siblings
1: stu- that has the whole world on their shoulders and knows that if they aren't performing to the best, that the whole
0: uh, structure would break. Raise your hands. Drown in our tears. I guess uh, we could just talk about what we've been watching this week. What have you been up to?
1: I'm still playing Digimon Cybersooth, but I took a, a break because of work reasons, but I'm now at chapter 15 and there are a total of 20 chapters so I'm like three quarters done with the game there are still like a minor mystery or two that needs to be solved the good news is that I have broken my friend's expectation about how long it's gonna take me to play this game so supposedly it was gonna take 120 hours to play this game but guess what listeners I am already three-fourths in and I only
0: played 35 hours of this game wow that's pretty impressive actually what chapter are you in now because i think there was like seven rounds no i'm in chapter 15 how many chapters are there 20 and i literally don't play any video games because i'm afraid to play i don't know why but i did play this weekend for the first time ever i did play an actual little phone game it's called among us That game, everyone's playing. I never played it before because I was just like, oh my gosh, I can be an imposter and I have to kill people and do all these tasks. Like it was so scary to think about at first. I don't know why I think it's scary. But then I played it with everyone that I knew and it was so much fun. So yeah, I had a good time. That was actually one of the best experiences I had playing a game for people who don't like to play games, I guess. Wow. I know this is major improvements, guys.
1: Yes. For my
0: listeners, like literally... This is an improvement.
1: (laughs) Jadiksa hates playing video games when we were younger. It would just be like a whole thing
0: about not playing the game. Oh, my gosh. But besides playing that game, this week, I've been obsessed with watching The Nanny because it's on HBO. That was our show as a kid. It's so nostalgic to me. And I am just so obsessed. So when we do revisit the fashionista trope one day in the future... Fran is definitely going to be my choice. D- definitely. Dang. Okay. I know, right? About to be so good. Hey.
1: I'm not going to say what my choice is because obviously it's game on
0: if you chose Fran. How I know. Who's doing the He's better than her? Mm. But yeah. I guess we can get into the trope. Stephanie, if you want to explain the youngest child always wins trope.
1: The youngest child wins. A common fairy tale situation Whenever multiple children are portrayed, the youngest is the hero. The oldest are usually evil, incompetent, outclassed, or just boring. In a standard story template that often goes along like this, each child in turn receives instructions from a usually magical source on how to make their fortune. The older two ignore the advice and suffer the consequences, while the youngest one follows it and gets a happy ending. Usually this child is obscenely somehow worse than his siblings, either more foolish and thus more honest or smaller and weaker, but cleverer. Even if he isn't, the
0: older child are prone to believe that he is. I'm doing Bother Bear and I'm going to be studying Can I? And I'm doing
1: Fire Emblem Three Houses, and then I will be doing Sylvain Gaultier.
0: Mm, I guess we're gonna start round one. Round one will be introducing the characters, setting, and story. So Kanai is um, the youngest brother of three boys. Eldest is Sitka. The middle child is Denai. And there's no distinct time period where the story takes place. But uh, Disney described the boys being a part of the Inuit tribe, which is mainly in the regions in Alaska and Canada. So I just want to say it's obviously before colonization. Yeah, obviously that. <laughs> and I guess the story kind of concentrates on Kenai's coming of age, where he's on the road of wanting to become a man. And in his culture, when you reach your time to become a man, you are given this tolem or this token of what your spirit animal is. And when you're given that animal, whatever it represents, it's supposed to guide you in your decisions that you make in life. Since Kanai is the youngest, he usually gets bullied by his middle brother, Janai, and Sitka is the logical one who wants to give them guidance and tell them to get along, you know, just the leader of the pack because he's the oldest and try to control situations. But Kanai is transformed into a bear after he kills a bear that he claims killed his brother out of anger, Sitka, since he had passed away trying to save him and his brother from being molded by a bear, Kanai seeks revenge and kills the bear. And in order to learn to learn a lesson, Sitka turns in, turns him into a bear. The middle brother, Denai, now assumes that both his brothers are dead. And tries to chase after the bear he believes killed his family. The
1: adventure ensues from there. It's my turn. My character's full name is Sylvain Jose Gautier. He is a playable character from the smash hit game Fire Emblem Three Houses. He belongs to the Blue Lion House. He's kind of their Lancer character, I guess. Even though I would say some people would argue that Ingrid is that person, but Ingrid's more of a flyer, guys. You know, if you play the game, you know what I'm talking about. Sorry. He's also like the insert playboy character. So he's always hitting on all the students, the villagers, the nuns. So any, students? Any, yeah. I mean, because he's a student.
0: Oh, okay.
1: House Gautier is interesting because their symbol is related to the death card, which is Scorpio, which is also known to be a very sexual sign. So it's kind of like checking off boxes, right? To match this trope, Sylvain, he is the younger brother to his older brother named Mikael. But him and Mikael do not get along because, sadly, Mikael was not born with a crest, which is like this magical blood right inheritance that is native to Folin which is where this game is set in. But Sylvain was born with it. So Sylvain basically got everything he ever wanted because of this crest. So we have a redhead who wants everyone's panties, who wants to smash everyone. That's part of a smash game.
0: Sounds like he's already winning on this end compared to his brother. Now it's round two. I'll be explaining the character via the lens of the trope. I feel like Kanai really falls with the trope because I feel like his experience and what he had to go through in order to realize that his decisions need to be guided by love as what was presented by the spirits of the world. His brother felt like Sidka felt like the best way for her to learn how to lead his actions by love was to be a bear. Kind of like the eye for the eye. The moment he killed the mother bear, he turned into a bear. And that moment, his brother, Denai tried to kill him because he thought he was the bear that killed his brother. So he like completely runs away. And at first he's like very ignorant and hates being a bear. He didn't even believe he could be a bear. And um, he gets trapped in like bear traps He's just a complete mess. He's just like very insecure. And he thought that being a man wouldn't be about love and stuff, you know, because his brother got, Zitka was an equal. And then his other brother was Wisdom. And don't forget Denai always teasing him like, oh, I thought you'd want to smell good and wear this flower crown since you want to be about all about love. And then he teased him. He was just like, With the flower, he was like, Oh, love me, Naya? Do you love me or do you love me not? So, kind of like the nice brotherly relationship they have. Even though it could be annoying, I feel like all three of them have a very close tie to each other. I guess the bond tried to get deeper after Sitka passed away when Denai tried to be wise and tell him not to go kill the bear, but that's how the adventure starts. Kanai meets a younger cub bear named Koda that is alone in the woods. He's trying to get back to his bear family where the, all the salmon festival is. That's the place where the lights touch. And Kanai needs to go there so he can talk to his brother and try to figure a way to turn back into a human. So that's the only reason why he helps his cub. Even though this cub bear, Coda, helped him out of a booby trap and helped him get out of other traps, but they're learning from each other. They travel through and they keep trying to avoid Denai because Denai is trying to kill him and the cub bear because of his love, but he's not following the totem that was bestowed on him. He's just doing things out of the love for his brother, which is, the meeting is nice, but no. Here's a story about how Koda's mother died and he realizes that it was him. He starts to really reflect on his decisions. In the ending, he decides... When his brother's about to kill him and kill the Koda too, Sitka's spirit helps Kanai turn back to a human so his brother knows not to kill him. At the end, Kanai finally realizes that he needs to take responsibility for his actions. He becomes a big brother to the bear that he killed and decides to turn back into a bear instead of living like a human. I feel like that accounts to winning. You got to experience being a bear in the woods, talking to a bunch of other animals, vibing. I think sometimes we all would like to be an animal so we don't have to do the things that we have to do. And he Mm -hmm. learns this important lesson. And being a bear, you just eating and talking, because that's what they showed in the movie, just traveling Mm -hmm. and talking. That's Mm -hmm. a win for me, okay? That's a win. He let love guide him, and the love (laughs) led him to be a bear. He gets to sleep, hibernation. Listen, there's no losing here. There's no losing here. Can I? He wins. And you know why he wins? Because his story lives on amongst his people. Because in the start, it's Denai telling the story about how his brother's a bear. So he passed down the story for generations. He listened to the magical force. He believed in it. Listen, can I? he's the winner amongst his brothers. My
1: turn. Sylvain is the second son to the Gautier house. And then he became the heir of his county because he was born with a crest, like I mentioned earlier. So again, just to reiterate, a crest is a magical blood inheritance. So only people who have the blood from the original 13 great heroes, spoiler for the game, they are not great. They actually are part of a genocide. So (laughs) the church kind of spinned it around to make it sound like they're good people so that, you know... It will explain why their descendants have these crazy unsupernatural powers. Because of that, Sylvain's born with his crest and his older brother hates him because, again, his older brother was now born with this magic. For House Gautier, the heir must have a crest because they are a border county, a state to this neighboring country that ends up going to their borders often and they use their hero's relic often to fight off these intruders. I say that with quotation marks. So because of that, Mikhail just hates Sylvain with a burning passion. He's had Sylvain in the dead of winter inside of a well just sitting there because he wanted him to die and I like only found him because the maids were looking for Sylvain because obviously the heir of the house should not go missing. <laughs> if Sylvain is recruited to the Black Eagle House and you actually like follow the crimson flower storyline, then he gives up his right to the Gautier because he is actually 100% against Crest because of his... Just how it destroyed his, his relationship with his brother. And he has a distorted view because he also feels like people don't actually love him for him. They feel like they only love him for his crest. But if he stays with the Blue Lion House, then he'll make it so that the Gautier territory no longer views crest and relics to be necessary for family inheritance. If he marries a female... He will always say that he treats his kids well and that he sees no difference between those born with crest or without crest. Sylvain is very firm in that belief. Sylvain wins because he is the heir. What I like about him is that he doesn't like that fact. Sylvain's goal is to write the injustice that was done to him and his family from generations. He's going to put a stop to this senseless Gautier's obsession with crests and relics and he likes Dimitri because Dimitri claims, this is like the leader and future king of the territory. He claims that crush shouldn't be measured by that. It should be more of the people's integrity. And Edelgar is kind of like in the same mindset, but then she really wants to break the wheel. So she wants to kill everything that has to do with any of it. So I don't really like that type of style, but that's just me. But Sylvain wins because regardless of what happens, unless, you know, he dies in the game, he comes out a champ because he still gets what he wants. He's going to go to the Gatia territory and he's going to dismantle the crest system. It's going to be a long work though. Yeah. All the characters have an epilogue if they survive the game about what they did after the war and like how they lived the rest of their lives. So yeah, that's just his life's work is to just dismantle the crest within his
0: territory. Yeah, Is the crest only by bloodline? So only yes. like... Oh, OK. So I guess like, you know, I guess how royalty works for us is just like the eldest is obviously next to heir. And then since the youngest was born with the crest, it was like everyone else was irrelevant.
1: Exactly. And so it's kind of like it was a recessive gene now because just because you're from a noble family that has crests doesn't mean you will have a crest. Mm. There's also a part of the game where characters were being sent off to get married because they had crests. And that the noble person or whatever merchant wanted to have a child that had a crest. It's not a great system to be part of.
0: No. And <laughs> does it give you like any special powers being born with the crest? Yeah. You get like crazy superpowers.
1: Sylvain's, I think. Is extra damage or something like that? I have to, like, look this up now. You're going to make me look it up.
0: Oh, want. I came with the questions. I was like, if everybody's beasting for the crest, it got to be for something. I know Kanai was beasting to be anything but a bear. That's pretty traumatic. To be told, oh, yeah, you're a bear. And then your brother dies trying to save you from being molded from a bear. I guess now we're on to round three. Why they are good slash bad character via the lens of the trope. I think Kanai is good because he has such a strong bond with his community and his family. And even though he wins and doesn't end up being with his family, I feel like that's like a different outlook on youngest child always wins. It's kind of like they win and they don't have a really close relationship with their family members and just go about their own life, creating their own path. But no, Kanai wins because he is a legend among his own community. And then he got to also experience a life being a whole different being. Like, he's an animal now. And I think that's what's interesting and what's different about the trope. And I feel like that's what is good about him and how he learned. He actually learned to be a better person and choose love always. In every decision he makes. And I think bad was just like annoying. I also get it because he's a young boy who wants to be a man, and that is such an important stage, and I guess development in general, but he's just heck of a small. At least he learned quick. And I guess the bad thing was also his brother had to die in the sake for him to realize. For him to just learn this whole lesson, his brother just had to die and make him into a bear so he can be a better person, which is nice. It's like you feels like your family's still protecting you above even when they're gone. And that's a beautiful thing. So in general, Kanai really has the better end of the stick. OK,
1: so the good and the bad of the stroke. So let me just say this to you guys right now. Why I love... Sylvain for this trope is because he deconstructs the whole freaking thing. Sylvain by no means thinks he's won anything. In fact, he is constantly melancholy about the fact that he doesn't know if people actually like him or they just care about his crest. He's melancholic about the fact that his brother dies in the game, mind you. No matter what route you pick, he always ends up having to kill his brother. So So it's just like... Never has a cool relationship with his brother. And then he feels like he's being treated like an object. Like he feels like some women are just really out there trying to get a crest baby. Like this is what he claims. And so that's why they tolerate him. Now, what I think is super funny is that his classmates, on the other hand, do not tolerate his bullshit. And it's just constantly like, Selvayne, stop being a player. Selvayne, stop chasing skirts. It's very easy to see why it would be more sense for Sylvain to end up with one of his um, comrades rather than a random smuggler village girl, because at least the comrades see who he truly is. Yes, he's a hopeless skirt chaser,
0: but he, he get does. Hopeless. Yeah, he ain't hopeless. hopeless. He got a crest. LOL. People are throwing themselves on him. Is he really even trying?
1: He even trying does. Him. He gets rejected sometimes. Like, it depends which support. He's just tired of being treated like an object and just being left to this weird thing where he's just like, who truly am I? There is a support with Byleth, which is the main character. He just tells Byleth that he hates them because they got to experience life without a crest and then they just learned about it. So it's just like Byleth never had a complex over it, but it was just like, bro, how can you hate someone who didn't even fucking know who they were? It's just interesting for me because I find it interesting in the sense that we live in a society currently where you're supposed to accept all your flaws and who you are. And technically, Sylvain, his crest is part of him, but his crest isn't him. So he is having a hard time navigating that concept, which is why I find him so fascinating because by his society standards, he has one. Even by our society standards, he's technically one. But for his personal goal and realization he feels stunted
0: mm, I guess that's interesting if he just feels like pe- even though people say he wins he's just like no I'm forever working on myself and working to be better
1: yeah and making society better because I've seen the flaws of society through my life yeah I guess that's what I like about Sylvain
0: okay so now that, and, he, that. and then he's a hoe too I guess that's fun <laughs> I me mean, take advantage of the crest while you young at least he grew from it. You see? Progression. Oh, my That's God. what the younger siblings have in, gen- have in common. Progression.
1: Okay, we so... We learn and
0: we continue.
1: Okay, listeners. So now we have reached our afterthoughts. So now that Jetix has, you know, explained hers, let me explain Brother Bear. So I remember watching Brother Bear, but, like, I really appreciate Jetix's. So let me explain. I remember my childhood vividly well, and I remember things that I like, especially cartoons, vividly well... So once she was like, yeah, his message was about love. And I was like, oh, OK, this makes sense. Brotherly love, familial love. It was just about because at the end of the day, he had to take care of Coda because you killed his parent. That was going to provide him love and support while he's going through adulthood, which the three brothers lost like their family, their parents at a young age. So like he knows that experience. He won because he's getting like that familial love and learning how to give back love and then learning how to make decisions with love because he made his first rash decision with hatred, which is what caused him to become a bear. Then he learned to love Coda and then realized the fault that his brother is chasing his brother. I don't remember the middle brother's name, but his brother Denai is chasing him because Coda tells Denai that a real man will kill something that killed that killed something they loved and kanai took that to fucking heart so how do you give someone who's supposed to be wisdom advice that would come from hate that's why you do crazy stuff and that's why he wasn't following his tolem the middle brother because he was listening to hate and not love
0: exactly right. see so how so, everybody's learning something everyone
1: so it was, it's like it's so fascinating to see because in end of the day like he does win and in his brother i guess all brothers win in the end of the day but like definitely like i mean i don't know
0: about sis i mean he won because he was able to create peace among his his um family but, but he like, did he's,
1: but he's an eagle and what do eagles do they lead so what he do he led them to become their true authentic selves right Mm -hmm. he's watching over them right he's no longer part of the micro he's part of the macro he sees the bigger thing of the universe and understands where his brothers need to go to so that they could be um realize themselves you say you classify as that winning i mean i classify like what is winning i i believe that all of them did their life purpose
0: i believe that's true too
1: i also believe that um for brother bear like he like i feel like he won because he created family and it has a true understanding and appreciation of nature that he he lacked before and i mean magic was was revolved so you can't you can't really beat magic
0: (laughs) the spirits can't Mm -hmm. beat the spirits man because even the bear knew Coda was just like the spirits. He was like, what you know about that? He was like, my mama and my grandma up there. Well, he didn't say my mama because he didn't know yet. He's like, my grandpappy and my grandma up there. What you thought? Mm I was like, okay, Coda. We're all connected. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just like a really nice, beautiful story. And I feel like everyone does come out winning, which is the nice positive side. Unless, you know, unlike Fire Emblem, where people got to die.
1: Yes, people so. have to die.
0: <laughs> well, at least he didn't. Did he kill his brother, though? Did Sylvain kill his brother?
1: It depends. Um, I usually have him kill his brother. Wow. I I feel like it's more of a... Uh, therapeutic that way. I, what I don't like is when Sylvain is not in the party and Violet's class is tasked to kill him. So sylvain never actually sees his his brother's last like breath or anything before he turns into a fucking demon um so sylvain to me doesn't get closure from that so i'll have some i'll have sylvain in the party i'll have sylvain talk to Mikel for a bit and then him lament a bit about his brother but then be like i still gotta kill you though because this is crazy and then a hundred percent have to kill his brother when he turns into a demon thing
0: yeah i mean that's harder That's harder to deal with. Might as well just like have that closure while he's still a living being instead of a demonic spirit.
1: Right. So that's just me being like overly emotional about um, fictional characters.
0: Aren't we all? All right, guys. Well. So who do you think the winner is? Is it Kanai or is it? Sylvain. Leave a comment on our Instagram at Trope Trophy. Listeners, if you have any tropes or characters you'd like us to battle, DM us on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. For notifications on our latest episodes, subscribe to our show. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to our podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on our socials, you can follow me at Adi at Instagram. And Stephanie on all socials as the bewitching bard. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye.